Lord, some praise. Praise God. Touch that keyboard a little bit. It's better you than me for their sake. Thank you, Lord. Isn't music powerful? Music is powerful. That's right. It so just stimulates the mind, helps you emotionally. You can listen to soothing music. Of course, it'll affect you. There's the lullabies. You know, we sing to the babes. Then there's classical music, those who love classical. <laughs> but I love being in the house of God. I love hearing and being a part of the music. Did you know that you're a part of the music? That's right. Look at this. This, this keyboard here, I think when this Motive 8 come out, I don't know, maybe four or five thousand dollars. You know, they had the Motive ES six and seven and eight. That's about I guess five thousand. It probably went down. That's a it's a beautiful instrument. And so there's the roll and there's other keyboards. But I want to tell you the most valuable instrument is you. You're the most valuable instrument of praise to God. Nothing sounds more beautiful to God than when you say thank you. I worship you. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Nothing sounds more beautiful than that. I can feel him respond. I don't think God responds too well when it's just this instrument. But when it's us. When it's us. That's when we see the response of God. When it comes from our spirit to the Lord. That's when we feel and experience the response of God. Oh, yes. When you just say things like, Jesus, I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. words, but it comes from your heart. It comes from your spirit. That means something to God. That ministers to God. That touches God. And every chance we get, we should touch God. He's our dad. He's our father. Hallelujah. He's not just Lord of heaven. He is everlasting father. He's that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. No one like him. My, my, my. so good. Thank you. All right. I'm going to read a verse of Scripture. I'll begin with Genesis chapter 3, verse 18. Uh, Pastor and Sister Kyle are out of town with the grandbaby, I believe. And uh, they should be back, I'm guessing, Friday or Saturday. So we'll be seeing them on Sunday. 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 18. Now, two weeks ago, on a Wednesday night, I spoke on the subject about being real. How many remembers that? Remember that? Did, did that provoke you? We've had some folks listening in other areas of the world. It has really helped them. Because sometimes we, we have our, our mask, our spiritual mask, and people say, well, how, you, how are you doing? They ask, and you say, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. I said, well, I, I didn't ask what was your status. I asked, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm learning to get real. Getting real is the key to getting right. It's the key to getting the help that you need. Tonight, I didn't know that we were going to be dealing with this. I shared some of these things with our youth a few weeks ago. Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to be engaging you and asking you some questions tonight. So get ready. You ready? I'm fixing to put you on the spot. You don't need a mic. And we're going to engage you. Genesis chapter 3, verse 18. I'm not preaching as you would think, you know, as you, your idea of preaching is. But I am communicating. And I, I think that we need to be real with each other and say things to each other that's real and that's right and help bring about true perspective that we need to consider. Genesis 3 and 18, thorns also and thistles. Would you say that with me? Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, thorns and thistles. Now, the preceding verse, the Lord saying uh, in 17, you, you may can help me here. He's talking about the ground being cursed. He said, but you're going you're gonna to eat of it. There's going to be trouble, but you're going to get to eat. Then verse 18, he says, you're going to get to eat, but there's going to be thorns and thistles. Then verse number 19 says, you're going to get to eat, but you're going to have to sweat. You're going to have to work for it. It's going to cost you. Would you say that with me one more time? Thorns and thistles. I could just bust a rhyme right now. <laughs> Thorns and thistles. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm good at it, but I'm not going to do it. I know. Isaiah 32 and 13. This is shocking. Upon the land of my people, my people shall come up thorns and briars. Thorns and briars? Yeah, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. <laughs> Could you tell somebody in the joyous city there's going to be thorns and briars? 
thorns and briars. Thorns and briars. I want to title this little discussion. You can call it what you will. Maybe you can label it later. I'm going to call it Stuff Happens. Can I just say that? Can I say that? Stuff Happens. Say thorns and thistles. Thorns and briars. They're everywhere. God bless you. You may be seated. Thorns and thistles and briars are everywhere. I remember the days not too long ago trying to hunt down that little rabbit. I won't go into details for you uh, extra sensitive people. But when I was a young lad, I would go hunting. And the rabbits would always find a little briar patch. You need a little beagle to get them out. <laughs> Unless you're hunting at night. You can see their eyes. And then I also remember the times we were trying to get to the luscious, plump blackberries. And they were always stickers and briars. You remember that? I remember going coon hunting. Raccoon hunting. That's what they called it. I, I guess I'm just a country boy by birth. You can take the boy out of the country. <laughs> but the country stays in the boy. You know. So as a teenager, we're running through the woods and we're listening to the dogs, and they've treed a raccoon a little ways off. And it's at night. We're running around with a high beam light, and we're trying to keep up with the dogs. And we're running through briars and stickers and thorns, but we didn't care because we were after our game. We finally retrieved the animal and came out, and then... When we got home, in the light, we were able to assess the damage, pull the thorns out, <laughs> bandage our wounds. And I realized that that's simply a part of life, living here in the earth. We're always going to face certain types of difficulties and things are not always going to be favorable. Conditions, circumstances, situations are sometimes unfavorable. Things happen, stuff happens unexpectedly. Brother Dave, you didn't know you were going to have to have that open heart surgery. Well, I mean, there was a time where you did realize it when the doctor said, we're going to have to do this. But that's not something that you just wake up and plan for and prepare for. It just happens. And then when it happens, you have to deal with it, right? And, and that's the reality of living in this earth. When you become a member of the body of Christ and you start coming to church and 
you see some changes, but the reality is you still have flat tires. Some people still give you a hard time. Sometimes you do lose a job. Sometimes people tell you off and don't treat you right. You got to deal with thorns and briars and thistles. It seems like everywhere you go. So again, and I'm remembering the statement and some of the things that we mentioned last week about being real. I want to be real with you tonight and let you know that no matter where you go, there you are. And wherever you are, there will be thorns, there will be thistles, there will be briars, there will be afflictions. There will be hardships. There will be things that disappoint and perhaps discourage you. Things that you may not be able to explain or even understand. The Bible says, upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars. You're going to eat, Adam, but it's going to cost you. And you're going to have to always deal with the thorns and the thistles and the briars in this life. Let me give you some examples. When the Lord sends you to do something, to say something, to minister to someone, to visit someone, maybe to witness, to testify, to give, to provide some kind of service, there's a chance that they may not receive it well. There's a, a possibility that you may encounter some opposition, some resistance. And the reality is just because you went doesn't mean that things are going to be well. Because... You may face a devil when you go. There may be hindrances when you get there. Doesn't mean that God made a mistake when he told you to go or to do it. And just because things don't seem to work out for the moment or go according to your plan doesn't mean that God made a mistake. Hello? I was talking with Sarah Mock the other day. I know she just left. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Back and forth, back and forth. Visa problems. Government problems. I mean, just on and on and on and on. And some people would get the impression that, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be there. Maybe I'm Missing it. That's why you need to know God, know His Word, know His voice, and be convinced that you're doing what you need to do in spite of how things turn out for the moment. Because the reality is stuff happens that you can't explain. How'd that nail get in my tire? How'd that screw get in my tire? You ever 
ever had a screw in your tire? I'm like, how did, how did that happen? It's as big as my thumb. But it's as if someone came during the night with a drill gun. Zzz. How did that? I, just stuff happens. <laughs> the will of God is unchanging. We know that it's the will of God for the whole world to hear the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. But the, the reality is, when we preach, when we testify, when we love, when we serve, when we minister, that there's no guarantee that everybody's going to agree, like, accept, receive what God has to offer. Doesn't mean that we weren't supposed to go and preach, testify, or pray. Sometimes you pray for someone and they don't get healed. Sometimes you pray and they do. Was it the will of God for you to pray? Probably so. Someone say stuff happens that we can't explain. <laughs> the Lord Jesus himself reached for his own. I'm not talking about all of Israel. I'm talking about when he went to his hometown. The people that knew him when he was a young lad running around, barefooted, playing in the yard. When he went to his hometown as an adult, they didn't receive him as Lord, as Christ, as Messiah. His ministry did not seem to be effective in certain areas. Isn't that amazing? Here, here he is, God incarnate, God in flesh, having the ability to heal all manner of sickness and disease, having authority over all spirits, demons, but yet he was just a common man among them, and was not able to do uh, many miracles or great works there except heal a few sick folks. But was it the will of God for him to be there? Yes. Yes. How many would just lift your hand and be honest and say, man, there's some stuff that has happened in my life <laughs> that just caught me off guard. I didn't expect that, but things happen. The outcome, the results may vary. And you can't always judge the will of God by the results. I want you to, I'm being real with you. You can't always judge the, the, the will of God by the results. A man of God can get up and preach and nobody move. And it, but it does not, it's not an indication that he missed it. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Stuff happens that we can't explain. The reality is sometimes you're going to deal with different types of soil. Rocky soil. 
a sower went forth to sow, he sowed seed, and some fell among thorns. Some fell in stony places. Some fell among the wayside. And thankfully, some found good ground. That's life. That's where we live. There's all types of ground in here tonight. Thankfully, the soil can be changed. That's good news. But no matter what the condition of a person's heart is, God is still determined to sow the seed of truth and righteousness. Amen? But he doesn't always get what he wants. When he went to the fig tree, he didn't get what he wanted. So the outcomes and the results may may vary, but please, please, if the outcome and the results are not favorable, do not let that discourage you from continuing in the path that God has placed you on. Because on, on the path of righteousness, the path that God has set for you and I to walk on, There will be resistance, there will be thorns, there will be briars. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Bible says, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. But you may have to deal with them for a little while until he delivers. Praise God. Hmm. Sometimes you got to deal with the fire until he brings you out of the fire. My, my, my. Would you tell somebody stuff happens? <laughs> I read in John chapter 6, verse 66. Ironic is that. <laughs> John 6, 66. <laughs> I'm like, who did that? <laughs> I guess we'll never know. John chapter 6, verse 66, tells us, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. But were they called? Yes. They couldn't come unless they were called. I can imagine some of the other disciples that the Lord looked to, and he says, will you leave also? When he looked at Peter, are you going to go too? It wasn't just two or three. It was many disciples that were following him. They made a decision. I don't think it was overnight. I think it was gradual. Things were building. They realized that, man, this walking with Jesus has some challenges. It, th- there's either revival or riot. Things or, or people are not always happy when we show up. Stuff tends to happen. <laughs> but the Lord did not stop walking, doing, loving, ministering. Preaching, casting out devils, healing the ship. He, he, he kept focused 
on what it was he was supposed to do during the days of his earthly ministry. And he didn't change his doctrine because a few people or many did not agree. He didn't change his doctrine at all. Here's another example. I'm talking about stuff happens. I'm talking about stuff. Unfavorable things. Here's an example. Remember in Genesis where it records God, not only did he make the heavens and the earth, and he made something on the first day, something on the second day, third day, fourth. You see, God doesn't do everything at once, not even in your life. <laughs> he does something here, something here, something here, something here, and until it comes into completion. But on the sixth day, the Lord made man. Adam and Eve came about by the making of the Lord. <clears throat> God, being this sovereign, perfect all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing, everywhere-present God made man, made man in his own image. But things didn't work out. Stuff happened. In the garden of paradise, huh? In the garden of paradise, stuff happened. Was God at fault? Was God, was God not good enough? Was God not loving enough? Was God not protecting enough? Was it God's fault that stuff happened? Was God a good God? Of course. He was a good God, and he is a good God. Adam and Eve made the choice, and they suffered the consequences, and they couldn't remain in the garden in that state of bliss and paradise. But God did not make a mistake when he made man. Here's another question to consider, another scenario. Some stuff happened, and Jesus talked about it. So I'm going to ask you the question. I want to engage your mind here. Was the prodigal son's decision... And direction in life provoked by bad parenting. Was it provoked by a lack of affection, affirmation, and love? You, you know that story, Brother James? They call it the, the parable of the, the prodigal son. Prodigal son left. Was it because his dad didn't give him enough attention? Was the dad at fault? We see no fault of the father. We see no lack of love. In fact, at the end of the story, we, we see the love that the father had all the while. Stuff happens. People make bad choices. Some people will stay. Some people will walk away. The reality is, no matter how hard you try, people have a will. And not everybody's going to make the right decision. But God does not stop being God. 
He continues. He's not depressed. He doesn't have anxiety. He's not seeing a counselor. Come on, he's not having a pity party. He's still Lord of Lords. He's ruling. He's reigning. He's in charge. He's sovereign. He knows the end from the beginning. And he's not upset at all. How do you do it? <laughs> you just want to sit down with the Lord and say, how, how, do, how do you do this? How do you deal with all of your dysfunctional kids and not lose your mind? <laughs> you ever ask the Lord, hey, how you doing? I did. He, and he actually spoke back to me. It was very, it was kind of, wow, I didn't expect that. And he just said, I said, how are you doing? And he said, good. I've never forgotten that. I didn't ask him how his kids were doing. <laughs> I didn't ask that. I think I knew the, que the answer to that question. <laughs> How's the kids? How's the church? Well, they have my power. They have my promises. But they're a work in progress. Brother Dave, we're a work in progress. <laughs> we are not perfect. But God remains who he is. I know parents, and you do too, who perpetually blame themselves for not being good enough, not being protective enough, not doing everything right. You know why you didn't do everything right? Because you're not God. And even when God did everything right, Adam still sinned, Eve still sinned. When God was God on the throne, Lucifer still lifted up himself and was cast down. Lucifer sinned when there was no devil. Stuff happens. If anybody has to deal with stuff, it's the Lord. People perpetually blame themselves and live in guilt because of how things turned out or how someone turned out. But the reality is no matter how perfect you are or think you are or how much right you do, stuff is still going to happen. Can I be real with you? Stuff is still going to happen. People are going to pick on your kids they're going to have to face bullies. People are going to bring guns to their schools. And there's some things you cannot change or fix. But you can pray and you can trust the Lord and you can give it to God. Come on. Yes, you can. The reality is stuff happens, but the greater reality is he's still on the throne. No matter what happens, he is still Lord. Therefore, I'll lift my eyes to him when stuff happens. Because I can't fix all the stuff in this world. But I can fix my eyes upon the one whose hand we are in. Hallelujah. Can you praise the Lord? Because he is God and he changes not. Oh, he's still worthy of our devotion, our trust, our loyalty, our worship, our service, our commitment, and our dedication. Praise God. I put here, 
These are just observations. I'm just talking to you. Raising a child doesn't guarantee, or raising a child right doesn't guarantee their salvation. Read the Bible. Hello? Read the Bible. Challenge that. I know you can give me the scripture, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart. That's not talking about salvation. Read the context. Read the context. Read the context. You can do everything right, and they still make a decision to go in the opposite direction. Hello? God created Lucifer. Did God make a mistake when he chose 12 and one of them, he said, was a devil? The Lord chose Judas and he knew he was going to mess up. He knew that stuff was going to happen, but he still chose him and he still called him and he still used him. And Judas still prayed for the sick, cast out the devil, and he saw miracles and healings by the authority and the use of the name of Jesus. Man. Whew. Stuff happens. I'm glad that God isn't a dictator. God doesn't force you to love Him. He doesn't force you to pray. He doesn't force you to worship. No, He doesn't force you to come to church. He doesn't force you to love. He doesn't force you to forgive. No. He doesn't make you do it and manipulate you into doing it and cause you to feel guilty. No. We do that to each other. Oh, yeah. We do that to each other. God doesn't do that. All right, let me move forward. Jesus, by the will of God, chose Judas. Knowing that stuff was going to happen. My, my, my. That's very interesting, isn't it? God called and he chose and he used many people. And it's recorded in scripture. The ones he called, chose, and used, some anointed. But not all of them followed him faithfully. Did God make a mistake by calling them? Did God make a mistake by putting them into the ministry? No. God always does according to his own will. And he knows it's amazing. If you knew that they were going to drop the ball, you wouldn't throw it to them. No. I've been there. How many of you played football? Football. Throwing the ball, throwing the ball, football. If, if the guy can't catch, you're, you're not going to throw the ball to him. But isn't that something how God just gives us a chance and another chance and another chance? And we drop the ball and he gives us another chance. And he doesn't beat us up when we drop the ball. He realizes that stuff happens, but he keeps on giving us another chance and another chance and another chance. Amazing. Amazing about God. Woo. My Lord. He 
he's so good. He's beyond us. <laughs> he called David. He anointed David. What time is it? 801? I got to close here shortly. God called David. God anointed David. God put prophets in David's life. And God knew David was going to fail and fall. God knew that things were going to go bad for a season in his life. He knew that there, were going to be a, there was going to be a time in his life where just stuff happens. God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out from Egyptian bondage and captivity. But later it says God was not well pleased with them, but he still delivered them. Isn't that amazing? God delivered them from the bonds and the slavery of Egypt. And then it says in Corinthians, but with many of them he was not well pleased. Isn't that something? God will save you, bless you, provide for you, and do all of these things. And he realizes that stuff's going to happen and you're not always going to make him happy. You're going to make your own choices. Unfortunately, they died in the wilderness, coming short of the promise, the will, and the desire, and the attention of God. Even in perfect scenarios and situations, there's the tendency, the possibility of a dis disappointment, a failure, a loss, an interception. Oh, I didn't see the Super Bowl. Were, were there inter interceptions? Were there? Was there any? Oh, how'd you like to be the, the star quarterback? Oh, yes. And then you throw an interception. I did everything right. I did everything right. I ran the play according to what we practiced. And for some reason, stuff just happened. My guy didn't run fast enough. Or maybe I didn't throw it fast enough or hard enough. And, and the other guy got in front of my guy and caught the ball. Ugh. Stuff happens. You don't always complete the pass. You don't always make the tackle. Stuff happens. But what do you do? You get up and you go. You move. You get your eyes fixed upon the Lord. Don't accept failure as final. You get up. You're riding your bicycle. You fall down. You see the little kids? You see the little kids? They just crash. I'm like, oh. See the little, little seven-year-old riding the bike and he falls and and well, he just gets back on it and rides home. But if a 55, 60-year-old person falls, call the ambulance. Call the ambulance. We can't even go to work the next day. <laughs> Woo! Stuff happens. It happens to little kids and it happens to grown-ups. Get back on the cruiser and keep going. Tell somebody, keep going. You're going to fall. People are going to crash in front of you. But get up. Stuff's going to happen. But keep your eyes upon the Lord and His love and His calling and His purpose for your life. I, I was carrying my son to St. Louis. What a miserable drive that was during the holidays. 
storm the whole way. Devils everywhere. Did you know that devils drive automobiles? It's amazing. It's amazing. And so we're navigating through all the demonic territory, you know, on the interstate. <laughs> and we're driving along in the little red car. And then all of a sudden, this 18-wheeler decides to get over in my lane. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, son, look. So I had to veer off. Fortunately, there was a, another lane there to keep from being run over. And then it happened again. Later on, I think the, the, the second day, and I, I let Cameron drive. You know, I was tortured for 15 hours mentally. Stuff happening everywhere. And I'm trying to keep it together. He's over there praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, dealing with the stuff that's happening. He's more spiritual. And then it and then he's driving. And then it happens again. I'm like, demons everywhere. And you know, stuff started going through my mind and stuff. You know, but we made it. We dealt with the stuff that we couldn't control, but we still made it. Tell somebody you got to make it. Stuff's going to happen. People are going to run you off the road. People are not going to see you, pay you any mind, any attention. But you got to keep going. What's that little fish that says? Just keep swimming. Isn't there a little fish? Isn't there a little fish? Just keep swimming. Man, she was on, she was messed up, wasn't she? But finally they found Nemo. You gotta keep swimming to get to your destination. <laughs> Bad things don't just happen to good people, they happen to all people. Everybody suffers. Everybody experiences loss. That's right. Everybody experiences rejection. Huh? The guy on the street corner with a sign. He experiences more rejection than he does reception. Every once in a while, someone's slipping some money, right? He deals with stuff all the time. But he's out there the next day. Huh? I'm not saying that's what we need to be. You know what I mean? Paul dealt with things he didn't like. He dealt with Jews he didn't like. He dealt with people that didn't like him. He even dealt with a thorn in the flesh. Can I get a keyboard player up here? All right, okay. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. See there? Called, anointed, chosen. There you go. You feel better now? We're about to close. I was about to say stuff happens. And the musician just bails out on you. But Jesse saved the day. He saved the service is what he's doing. <laughs> I hope I'm getting in your brain, your mind, your thoughts, your spirit. That stuff happens. You don't always get what you want. 
it's not always name it and claim it. It's not always march around and it's yours. I'm going to tell you why the children of Israel got victory in Jericho. You know why? It wasn't because they just said, well, I think we ought to just march around and claim it for ourselves. It'll be ours. You know, we can do this just seven days. No, 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 no. You, you know what made it work? God said. If God don't say and you just take it upon yourself to do it and it don't work, Just think you could just march around anything you want, any place you want, and get what you want. Listen, salvation or, or Christianity and being in the church is not about getting what you want. It's not about getting a better life. That's the byproduct. Being a Christian and a, and a member of the body of Christ and, and becoming Holy Ghost filled, baptized, saved, born again. It's not to get you what you want. It's not to make your life better. That's not, no. It's about him getting what he wants. And that's you. And it's about you getting who you need. And that's him. And if you have him, you have it all. And no matter what happens... I have it all. Let's stand together. My Lord, my Lord. I wish I could, I wish I could just, just bust out with a roll. You know that song? I've had some good days. I can't sing it like I feel. I wish I could sing it like I feel. What's, what's that song called? God is so good to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there, there's another song about, I've had many tears and sorrows. You know that? I've had questions for the morrow. You know what I'm saying? Through it all. I can't even sing. I can't even sing. What's up with that? I used to sing every once in a while, but I can't even find the key. A flat minor with a sharp in there. <laughs> so sharp it's piercing my ears. Are you thinking about what I'm saying here tonight? You know that thorn that Paul dealt with? He prayed several times about that situation. Maybe after he wrote what he wrote, maybe he prayed again. We just don't know. But he dealt with a thorn that didn't go away. But he learned how to receive and utilize the provision of God's grace and strength. Through that thorn, he found out things about God that he never knew. Isn't that something? Thorns and briars will cause you to lift your head. 
and realize that there's one that can only, uh, there's only one that can really be the help. Now, God can use people. Obviously, we know that. But our help comes from above. He endured it. The truth is, the reality is, I'm sure you've said this, thought this, experienced this, that life isn't fair. There will be thorns, Adam. There will be thistles. There's even going to be briars in the joyous land. Ooh, there's going to be briars. But we have to, like Job, naked came I into the world, naked will I go. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. We've got to endure to the end until we see the Lord. Trials will come, afflictions, disappointments, stuff will happen. It can lead to promotion or demotion. It depends on your response. God wants to promote you. He wants to bring you closer to Him. People that you trust will let you down. That's right. People that you put confidence in will let you down. Stuff happens. But that doesn't mean that God has failed. God is still God. He's still good. He's still in charge. He's still sovereign. I had quite a bit of things, but I'm going to cut it. John 16, these things have I spoken unto you that in me, notice he says that in me, not because you go to church. Should you go to church? Yes. But he says that in me, you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. The peace that I am, the peace that I give, I offer it to you because I've overcome the world. Stuff happened to Jesus. Hello? Stuff happened to him. His own disciples walked out on, abandoned him. But he said, to this end was I born. It wasn't joyous for the moment. But Hebrews says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. He endured all of the stuff because of the joy that he saw beyond the horizon. I want to encourage you to look beyond the stuff and see the Lord. He's still there. Can we lift our hands to him? You know that scripture? And we know that all things work together for good. I want you to hear me as your hands are lifted. That scripture, all things work together for good. Let me tell you something, my friend. If you get to see the Lord, if you die saved, if you go to heaven, then it worked out for your good. 
I said, if you get to see the Lord in heaven, hallelujah, then it worked out for your good. Don't give up. He's a God of promise. And if you'll love him and serve him and stay aligned with his purpose, he can work it all, even the bad stuff, for your good. And the message to the church, Acts 14, 22, and we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. That's it. Can we talk to the Lord? Come on, just talk to the Lord for a few moments. Stuff has happened. Stuff is going to happen. But he that endureth to the end. Come on, your trial has an end. The stuff that happens or that is happening, it has an end. It has a termination date. Hallelujah. It's not going to be forever. But one thing that can be forever is you with the Lord. Stuff's going to happen. But what are you going to do? We're going to stay faithful, sis. Hallelujah. We're going to stay faithful to the Lord. We're going to serve Him. When we're depressed, what are you going to do? You're going to stay home? Stuff's going to happen. It's going to make you depressed. going to break your heart. going to devastate you. You're going to lose some things. People have lost children. But where are you at now? You're in the house of God because that's where your help comes from. That's where our help. Stuff happens. I don't know why it happened. But I'm going to stay with the one who called me, who loves me with an everlasting love. Somebody just lift your hands and say, I'm going to serve the Lord anyhow. I'm going to keep on serving God. Hallelujah, I'm going to be faithful even when I'm struggling. Even when I don't feel Him, I'm going to serve Him. When I don't feel His peace and His power and His presence, I'm still going to serve Him. When I got boils over all over my body, can't explain it, but I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to serve Him, I'm going to serve Him, I'm going to serve Him. Hallelujah, and if I love Him and serve Him, hallelujah, walk according to His purpose and plan for my life, it's going to work out for my good. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust Him. I've learned to trust in God. Church, say, through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Can we sing it again? Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, oh, say through it all, 
I've learned to depend upon his word. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for the morrows. Help me out. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. Help me out, Brother Dave. You know that? But if Be strong. Come on, strength's coming. Strength's coming. Strength's coming. Give that stuff to God. And say, through it all. <laughs> oh, through it all. I've learned to trust. I've learned. Oh, say, through it all. depend upon his word. Hallelujah. God bless you. Love each other. Bless one another. Encourage one another. Come on. Stop blaming. Stop trying to find out who's to blame and just deal with the problem. Deal with the stuff. Deal with yourself. Learn to trust the Lord and help others to trust the Lord. Don't discourage people. You want everybody to learn how to trust the Lord. How are you going to do that? By you trusting in Him. By you continuing to serve Him. By you remaining a Christian and loving people and treating people right. Encourage one another. Stuff's going to happen, but you know what? The church is going to be the church. And the church is going to serve the Lord. And the church is going to reach the lost. And the church is going to love one another. And by this, in spite of the stuff, the world's going to know who the true disciples are because you have love one to another. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a great rest of the week. If you haven't eaten, enjoy your evening meal. Lord bless you. We'll see you Sunday.